This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Time. Anime, live. comics, movies, and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests, and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new me too i heard worse when no faith is empty i stayed the course so my haters tempt me beat the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time live gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah folks we got a great show for you today we got not one but two reviews today it's gonna be an interesting episode to say the least because one is based on a a cult classic movie that they rebooted and you know i never watched the original one so I'm watching this to see if I have a fascination to even go back to the other one because I was rather too young to watch the, the, the original or I just wasn't that interested to even go back. And that's Dune. Dune is back. It's out on now in theaters and it's on HBO Max. I got HBO Max. I got a chance to see it. And um, yeah, there's a I got I got I got an honest review about this and a theory as to why this series and this movie is so beloved and the book is so beloved back then so i'll talk about that uh in our next segment because we got two of them and the second one which i'll use for our talk topic that will be the injustice movie based on the video game and comic book series um that ed boone created under uh, netherrealm studios and now they made a movie out of it and that too i have some honest things to say but also some possibly maybe some interesting things to say about it as well um just just very interesting we got that plus a lot of other news to talk about but we got some sad news to discuss in the beginning of our segment so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new 
and world of ACMG. All right, folks, we're going to start off with some unfortunate, sad news here in the world of anime. We lost one of the most beloved voices of our time based on one of the greatest animes of all time, and that is Dragon Ball Z and Super. Uh, I'm referring to none other than Chris Ayers, who is the voice of Frieza and the voice. I mean, he was the original voice of Frieza, but he took over the role and he dominated the role, to be honest, and did so so greatly. And um, he died at the age of 56. Uh, the announcement was just made, albeit uh, from his girlfriend, actor uh, Crystal Laporte, uh, that he peacefully passed on October 18th. So they gave it time to breathe and then they announced it. He's been uh, he's been in the hospital for some time. He's been ill for some time. Uh, Ayers needed a double lung transplant, uh, which forced him to step down for his roles as the I want to I, I want to say beloved villain. He really is a beloved villain. Frieza is very, very beloved, despite the fact of how treacherous he is. But Chris Ayer's voice really made him kind of this generation Starscream in a sense. Like if Starscream was the leader of the Decepticons, this is kind of what you would have gotten <laughs> in the form of Frieza in a sense. But he's done a tremendous job with it. He actually did come back to reprise the role in the previous Dragon Ball Z Brawly movie, as well as the uh, Dragon Ball Fighters game as well. So he did come back to do that. But after that, things just got worse and worse. And unfortunately, there was a I believe there was a uh, a GoFundMe or something like that that they were trying to raise to, you know, get the transplant done. But to, to much avail, it didn't happen. And we lost a true treasure in the world of anime. Um, it's, it's really sad. Uh, it's, uh, this is the part that always scares me because I know a few people, as you guys know, in the industry. And I, I, I it just always it hasn't happened yet where somebody that I know is happened. But you, you never know how life goes. But this is why we treasure the efforts and the talents that these people do now. It's like this is why I hate that dub versus sub debate because at all essence these are all no, no matter who, which side it is whether it's you know the japanese actors or the the american actors or the brazilian actors or the you know latino actors they're all working ass off they all are actors with a craft with a talent with a skill and to for somebody to just brush it off because they trying to be pretentious and just to say just to make them feel a little bit more elitist and superior towards a subculture it it, it, it boggles me it, it, it's it just boggles me but um nonetheless you know our condolences go out to the family and friends of chris Ayers and um he will be missed he will absolutely be missed but i will say his legacy will stay on um, as long as Funimation doesn't switch his voice out, you know, which is something that I can't stand that people do. Um, it's done in the past. It doesn't happen as often as it does now. The last time that happened was uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and people were pissed when Netflix did that. Thank goodness to um, 
what was it uh amazon who got all of the original actors back to you know bring out that recent movie the evangelion movie that came out which was awesome everything about it was awesome um and they and he brought the original cast back so you know kudos to amazon and you know netflix you know you do better <laughs> absolutely do better I, I i hate the idea that the actors who do voice roles are like kind of like what it um not secondhand citizens, uh second nature or something like that or secondhand citizens um i forgot the term that they that they say about that but um it just it just i, I hate that idea if you're not with the what there is a few exceptions like you know molly flanagan kyle baker um nolan north you know sean shibble chris you know sabbath you know people like that there's some some you know exceptions to that role but a lot of other actors who play on these roles and yuri longthal's as well he i could throw him in um god fred tatashore i could throw him in i there are a lot of other actors out there that you know people take for granted like the studios take for granted like don't think that these guys got a following a fan base no they hugely do and for them to try to take out their voices the vo beloved voices of these guys that people were imprinted with for so long it it, it it always disturbs me because as an artist myself i would hate for somebody to replace work that i work uh you know all the hard work that i put in for only for them to switch it and guess what that has actually happened to me before as well and trust me when i tell you i did i i i, I don't i want to say i didn't handle it well i handled it actually way better than they thought i was going to handle it be you know because of my heritage i guess they figured that stereotypically i was gonna go gangster or something like that but i did far from that <laughs> okay but it's it, you just never want to have a situation where your craft is being replaced like it, it was nothing so i really believe like I, I i honestly i do believe down the line if they have any more stories involving frieza that they're gonna have to get another voice to play frieza um but i will say i would say i would hope that they would at least find a voice that kind of mimics that of chris Ayer's portrayal because it, it will seem so odd for them to go to chris Ayer's and then somebody else who sounds totally different it would just be weird in this in this uh circumstance they you know if, if frieza continues to be shown and appearing on that dragon ball you know series then yeah um they're, they're gonna have to but at least find somebody who can like Troy Baker, for instance, he's the closest to Batman. He's the closest to Kevin Conroy's Batman as you could possibly get. So if like this new series is coming out that that uh, Bruce Tim and J.J. Abrams and all of them are doing coming soon, if they apparently are doing this new, I hope they get at least Troy Baker to be Batman or or the Joker either or because that dude is as close he's so awesome at what he does he is very close to sounding just like kevin conroy or that of um you know mark hamill under one swoop <laughs> okay uh hell i let him do both let him get a double paycheck i don't know <laughs> nonetheless i i just hope that they um i hope that it works out i hope that he honor his legacy really well because he's worked his ass off just like everybody else so again thoughts and prayers to the uh, family and friends and that which by the way uh i should also add that 
people have reached out on social media as well not only his girlfriend of course um but you know toy uh animation has uh sent out a tribute on on twitter as well chris uh sabbath uh put one out there and vic mignana of course we haven't heard from or talked about chris uh vic mignana for quite some time but he um he was he said that he uh, was deeply saddened to hear the of uh, the passing of our friends of chris uh Ayers, and he said that he visited the hospital and you know in houston and um and uh he you know he just was reminded of his amazing spirit and determination um and he just gives us uh thoughts and prayers to them as well so yeah just it's just really sad all around you know he lost a good treasure and um hopefully they will preserve his legacy and great talents in the years to come and decades to come as well so all right so to lighten up the news here we're going to talk about my thoughts on the return of young justice i didn't get a chance to talk about it when dc fandom came in because there was so much going on but we got three episodes right now the first two episodes were released uh last week during dc fandom third episode aired this week so it is fully on i believe there are over like 25 episodes that we will be having which is awesome absolutely awesome here um this was interesting i like what the direction that they're going already third episode this week aired um with the main focus of all three episodes so far is that connor and megan megan um getting married and mizars and here's the thing I'm going to be talking like this because that's the way I, I like the clever way that they're doing the Mars talk their their you know, their, their dialogue, because what they're doing is that, you know, just like John, John Jones or John Jones, <laughs> they got, they hyphenate the first letter of every word other than, you know, of the names of things. So Mars is not Mars it's Mars john jones is not john jones is john jones so it creates this whole entire different type of dialect and everything it's 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 funny to hear but it's also clever too i, I really dig it um i'm like all right let's roll with it it's it's their it's their country it's their world <laughs> you know we got to respect the customs i guess so they are going they're getting married apparently they're already married but they're going to get married again to commemorate and honor both, you know, their heritages, you know, both their families and heritage, um, you know, weddings. So even though they're already married, they're going to go to and get married again in ours. And that is going to be a bit of a conflict because, you know, you thought that Earth was the only thing that was kind of, you know, racist or, or at least let alone the United States in some cases. Nah, nah racism is everywhere even in even in intergalactic re, um regions so there is a hint of racism and a conflict of racism uh with some of their royal consuls in 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 this whole entire situation too and they didn't like the idea that mcgann is fight is you know marrying what they believe is human even though they forget that he's had kryptonian as well so that becomes a conflict of interests to some and that becomes a whole thing meanwhile garf on the other hand is experiencing some psychological issues after encountering multiple telepathic infiltrations that cause him to hallucinate and bring back dark memories of geoforce blaming himself for what had happened last season uh i want to take note in this one as well is that um 
it's really amazing to see that the character design of this show is by the same company and i've said this before that made mortal kombat in the recent injustice movie studio mayor who also did voltron who also did the boondocks like seriously and i just watched the boondocks again yesterday on hbo max like dude like how the hell how the hell are they they i mean credit to them for being this diverse but man did they drop the ball on those two movies and i'll talk more about that in our talk topic i don't want to just get into it now because that'll just segue right into the situation but nonetheless Young Justice looks good, it, you know, from a character design standpoint. Uh, they it always look good. I mean, it's just an awesome show, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the episodes and seeing where this is leading to. Also, Garth Beast Boy turning into a, um, a you know a bunch of different. He's mastered his his uh, technique really well because he's able to form into other different planetary animals from Mars as well so uh that i thought was interesting i wonder how that's going to play into and what the premise of this entire season is going to be playing into so um very interesting i gotta figure out what days that this a new episode releases because i i didn't catch that i i didn't really catch that at all so uh, i'll find out but it's back for those who didn't know um we've been waiting for the fourth season it is officially back and it looks it's starting off to a good uh off a good hand right now so definitely uh check it out also you want to check out dc announced last week uh during their episode episodes of star girl and um was it back star girl and bat uh woman and that the flash is coming back in the form of a five-part crossover series which will include the return of future team arrow black lightning uh brandon roth also returning as uh the atom but in in Adam uniform, uh, but we also see Ryan Choi is coming back as well. And I think remember when Crisis on Infinite Earth was out. For those who've watched that awesome crossover series, when that was out, we did see Ryan Choi there, and we thought he was going to be more of a more prominent character going into the Flash. And we knew that Brandon Roth was going to be out. He was leaving the Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, which is really sad because the recent Legends of Tomorrow, like last season and this season, it is nowhere near as great as what it used to be, as what it started the first few seasons. Now, with that said, I am excited about this episode coming up because they are actually bringing back all of the OG legends that made like Rip Hunter and Jax, who was Firestorm and uh, Captain Cold. I mean, leonard snard i mean like all these all the cool people that made the original first few seasons awesome they're coming back i don't i didn't see hawk girl or hawk man there that i didn't see but it'll be awesome to you know to bring back all these guys that really helped make this show awesome because the recent the recent series the only thing that was keeping this series awesome was constantine to me like i really liked him in the series he was like the most legit of all DC characters in the series, and then Brandon Roth leaves, and then Mick is no is not in this season. At least we don't think he is. I think he's left the season as well for a bit, or is just out 
for the first few episodes. I don't know, but it's it's missing a bunch of actual heroes in this, and it's the, not only that, but the premise of each season of the last season of this season, last season, it's it's nowhere near as good as what it used to be. Like, there's no major villain that they're going after. It's, it's like they're just going through random you know random episodes this is this feels like a live action version of Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space where like every episode is a different episode and they just just nothing really happens and there's no there's no lead into whatever like they need a a actual bad guy for this well in the midst of all this I digress I thought Ryan Choi was going to be a part of the legends or he was going to join Team Flash or whatever like that but and I also thought that Brandon Roth was already was going to lead into passing the torch to him because in the comics Ryan Choi becomes the new Adam. Um, and take note, there is Ryan Choi was also shown on the Justice League movie, Zack Snyder's Justice League movie as well. So he they were planting seeds for him to become the Adam in that uh, franchise as well. We still don't know what's going to happen with that movie or whatever from there, but we'll see. But Ryan Choi is coming back, which means we could see the passing of the torch of Ray Palmer giving uh, the moniker to Ryan. Um, and we'll see. But all of this is happening on November 16th, uh, which is only a few weeks away. And I'm excited because they haven't let us down with these crossovers yet. I believe Supergirl is also coming back, too. And of course, her series is about to end as well. Um, so I, I am excited because every crossover that they've ever made has been awesome. I hope that it keeps it going because this could be the last crossover that we ever have. This could be it. Who knows? Um, you know, that the, the, the uh, CW series has been going on for quite some time. Uh, I know there are other Naomi's coming. I don't know to what end uh, that is coming. I don't know if it's going to be HBO Max. I don't know if it's going to be on part of the CW deal, but it is in production right now. Uh, and then we got also the milestone stuff that's coming too. So I don't know how all that's going to be tied in, but I am so looking forward to what DC is coming in in, in terms of animation and live action. Uh, it, even a movie to some extent. I mean, the movies hasn't been the strongest to say the least, but I'm, ex I'm very much excited for what they're going to do in here. So um, before I even go to Dune, I forgot to mention this and I should have mentioned this uh, at the very beginning, but... For those of you who are listening right now and usually, usually uh, use Tumblr, I want to remind you that Tumblr is going through some issues right now. I don't know to what end. They're doing a lot of updates and stuff like that. But the problem with that is that it is not allowing you, the listeners, to listen. Those who are listening on Tumblr, by the way, our Tumblr community, to listen to the show using the browser. If you're having that trouble temporarily at best, because I, I don't think this is going to last long. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I hope that it, it gets resolved really quick. But for now, if you download the app, the Tumblr app, you can listen to the show on there. You can also listen to the show on our uh, podcast platforms as well, um, which is, of course, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. You know, you have all those options as well. I mean, if you want to temporarily do it, but, you know, if you want to keep listening to the show 
for the time being. You know, you have other options to go to. You can also go to TalkTimeLive.com as well, which always also has a lot of, a lot of content for you to check out. So uh, just, you know, for those who are listening in our Tumblr, you know, crew out there, just, you know, just give you a heads up. You always got a place to listen to this show. And as, judging from what I'm seeing in our data, that other people are migrating out there. So that's a good thing as well. So thank you. Thank you for that support. I forgot to mention that because <laughs> I'm in a flow of things. And then I wanted to talk about Chris Ayers, you know, just out immediately without any breaks or anything. But um, definitely uh, thank you for the support with that. So now I need to get my thoughts on Dune. Okay. As I mentioned, I did not watch Dune when I was a kid. I was aware of Dune. I never was excited to see it like a lot of other people was. And those who were probably excited to see it were older than me at the time. So Dune is a time-honored cult classic sci-fi film. And they've been trying to come out with this in theaters for years, a definitive version to the original uh, novel. And I get it. I mean, people loved it. And here's my thing, too. This is something and people may not want to hear this, but this may be this may be actually true as to why this movie was so beloved back then. And the thing is, when this came out in the 80s, when did this movie come out? 84, 1984. Well, well, Frank Herbert made this, you know, this is based on a Frank Herbert uh, or a bear. No, it's Herbert. It's it's Herbert. Um, or is it a bear? Let me let me see. Kyle a bear. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's Herbert. Okay, just want to make sure because Kyle hey Kyle hey bear <laughs> actually spells it without an R. So it's Herbert. Um, Frank Herbert actually, you know, wrote this in 1965. It's been a time honored novel. They brought it to life in 1984. And in 1984, we did not have a lot of movies like this before. A movie like this in 1984 was unlike anything we've ever seen before. So anything to this nature, you know, you can only imagine that it, it a lot of people got excited about, you know, playing it, uh, watching this movie. Plus, it had Sting in there. Sting was in the movie along with um, Sir Patrick Stewart in this movie. But Patrick Stewart wasn't Picard at the time. This is way before Picard. And you know what I'm saying? Like Sting was probably the biggest. He was no doubt the biggest attraction to this thing. So you had a movie with Sting, not this, not the pro wrestler, the legendary um, recording artist. And that was a lore alone. Then you had this outstanding production. And this production was unlike anything we've seen in the past. Nothing like this. Other, uh, uh, you know, outside of Star Wars. Like, this was like, when we didn't, like now, compared to now, we got the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We got all this glitz and glamour and glory and cinematic, you know, spectacle that it's a norm now because you know we got movies like x-men and spider-man and blade who made it a norm 
to this day and, and marvel studios have made it a norm and dc films has made it a norm to see spectacle like this to see great costume design to see you know special effects the way that we do now but back then this stood out bigger than anything we've ever seen so i can understand why people love this movie because we didn't have anything like it at the time but imagine somebody like me who never got to see that movie or never even desired to see this movie in the past seeing it now with everything that we have right now you know with the marvel cinematic universe with the dc films um you know with all of this they even hell the fast and the furious franchise i can even add to that where you have fun characters you have great spectacle you have tremendous costume design all that stuff and you 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 know in this great cast of you know actors so when i watched dune this version of dune not the 1984 i wanted to watch this to see if i would be any way interested in watching the previous one or even just getting on a bandwagon of hold of this whole thing so i watched it it was two hours and 24 minutes and i'm sorry to say that i nearly survived watching this movie and i know there are people out there who are fans of this i can't speak for them i can't speak for anybody else i can only speak from my own experience i did not enjoy this i did not enjoy this movie uh as much as other people would there are people who read the actual book um that was made that was um written you know from the 1965 book there are people who watched the movie of the 1984 film and followed up there i watched this and it was like with all of the great cast of people that they had on here i just couldn't get into it it was it was literally as dry as the desert <laughs> that they were basing it on i mean and he had some great great actors um i mean like Z uh, zendaya jason momoa oscar isaac stellan uh skarsgård um you know a lot of funny a lot of marvel talent and a dc talent in here you got josh brolin in here i mean like it uh dave batista it just didn't do it for me like the ca i mean the cast was awesome the performances were great but the storytelling it was just there was no character there was no charisma to this like i'm not looking for like comedy but i'm looking for something that's a little bit more energetic and everything was just so dreary and the the it, it was just it like i'm sorry compared to like if i'm coming out if i came into if i went into this theater and watched this in the theater i'd have been so disappointed i felt the same way i felt watching this like i did the original not the original godzilla but the godzilla with brian cranston on air where like it was just boring and dragged through like an hour and some before they got to action and action was only like five minutes i felt like that that's what doomed it to me so i don't look to each his own on this but 
I, I don't see what everybody else was seeing in this in terms of excitement, in terms of really, I, I just couldn't get into this movie at all. I really could not get into this movie. Um, and I get the premise. It wasn't too overcomplicated, but it was also not exciting either. Um, it Maybe it was too overly sophisticated <laughs> for me, um, but it was like, okay, can I get some in-between action at some point, some you know can i get the characters to be a little bit more uplifting despite the ambiance of it being a very dreary dead world and i get the situation but it was just it, it just dragged and dragged and dragged i'm sorry when people talk about people talk about this being the next star wars no i i can't speak for lord of the rings because i never desired to watch that either um nor did i did uncharted but i am gonna actually uh, in terms of playing video games i didn't i never got into uncharted and people got on me big time about that but um i'll be i will be watching uncharted to see to do the same thing i did here to see if i'll be as i'll have more interest in the franchise i can say right now in turn for as, as for doom i am not um maybe hopefully the second one will be a little bit more action-packed a little bit more exciting the characters will a little be be a little bit more charismatic and a little bit more energetic but it just didn't i i you know i i, I dug it i dug it in a sense i mean beautiful it's it looked beautiful i could definitely say that it looked absolutely beautiful in that case um but man it, it just i just couldn't get it to it like the character paul i get it he's destined for something new He's dreaming about, you know, Chani, you know, played by Zendaya, you know, in this case, um, I knew Jason Momoa's character wasn't going to last long in this thing, just judging by everything. And, you know, there was just, it was just so much to it. it I, I, I did like Josh Brolin in here. I mean, Josh Brolin is always going to be Josh Brolin. Like he, when, the minute he speaks, his voice just like gravitates to you. You gravitate to his voice and everything. But it was just too slow paced for me for two it maybe that was the case too i think the other thing too and i think this might have played into a factor is that despite the fact that the characters to me wasn't utilized in the best way i did like the beautiful desert landscapes um the costume design was great but all just suffer from a lack of character and a drawn out story that leaves me much to be desired i think also I felt like it was an hour too long. This thing was like two hours, 23 minutes or something of that nature. I would like, I would have liked it if they would have like made it like at least an hour and a half. <laughs> like what is the problem with, with movies becoming an hour and a half like it used to be? Like, I know you're trying to tell more of a story and I know you're, I know these studios have the ability to now tell a longer story doesn't mean that every story needs to be told and dragged out like not everybody can do a two-hour movie you know nobody not everybody can make it work like i'm sorry in game say what you will in game was dope from start to finish because they balanced out drama action comedy and they mixed all that together and i'm not saying again i'm not saying doom need doom needs comedy but they damn sure and i mean damn sure they need 
to have some type of charisma that'll make you like these characters or want to know about these characters i want to be invested in these characters i was not invested in one character in this movie at all and again that is just me that is just my perspective you may agree or not agree to that but that's just this is not to influence anybody my views are never to influence anybody it's just telling you what i felt going in you may feel the same way you may have not and if you didn't i would actually like to hear another perspective of it either and hopefully i will in this but i you know to me it's, just, it's this is not in for this is not a for everybody film and i can say that like this is definitely not for i feel that this caters to some you know a, a certain um denomination of people and and you know what the real test will be when the second dune comes out and you know because because everybody's interested in seeing how this movie is you're gonna see a lot of people you know a lot of money come in for this movie you know you're gonna see that even with hbo max i believe but the the true test is when the second movie comes and how much that will play into a factor because that's going to be a play that's going to play into a fact like venom venom made a lot of cash the first time around i don't know if it made any cat made the same amount of cash the second time around i need to look that up because i mean it was it's just basically based on the casual fans versus the the um the other fans that comes in so and again maybe COVID has a lot to do with that too i don't know sure i forgot when the original venom came out but i was not a about that movie at all but it made a lot of money doesn't mean it was a great movie it just made a lot of money based on a lot of interest of other of other people and again but we'll see uh we'll really see if people are into this but they claim somebody on the in the commercials and i love these commercials because the commercials always like to put a quote from a rather an influencer or just somebody on online that nobody knows about like no real critics or anything saying like this was the next star wars or the next lord of the rings no let me tell you why this is not going to be the next star wars because star wars had everything i just mentioned it had characters that you were invested in that you wanted to be invested in it had action it had comedy it had drama it had all those rolled up and had some really great moments as well as great production and there's always been a certain thing that you followed with star wars that always kept no matter whether it was good or bad there was like i can i think i could watch phantom menace and enjoy the better than this that's not a joke that's that's totally legit um and i wasn't a fan of that i was not a fan of that at all like like i i can find other movies that i found that wasn't that good but they i found that they had a little bit more charisma and it was watchable this was not one of them for me so i mean like in terms of like giving this a grade and i i i'm sorry i gotta get this you know credit to their costume designer credit to the you know the studio you know um the uh decorators and all the and all that because they did a great job on that note but the story being told and all this stuff is just too dreary it was too dreary overly sophisticated just too serious for it for its own good it didn't have to be I, I i think they could have went in another direction with this they could have made it an hour shorter i couldn't do it like if i 
just for production value alone and quality of you know of, of talent that they had doing their best for me i would give this a c like i've seen each one of these actors in better movies you know unfortunately just you know it, look the, re the last fantastic four movie has some great actors too which is just bad just it was just a bad movie i mean i would say this is better than a fantastic four movie i could definitely say that like if i had to choose between this and in that fantastic four movie uh dune will get it dune will get it with ease so um i it just unfortunate like i just i couldn't get down with this couldn't get down with this at all so yeah i'm giving this a c for me um maybe the second one will be good i don't it will probably be exclusively in theaters by that point and at that point i probably won't invest in it and i definitely won't invest in the original either like there's no sting on that one so i can't get down with it i, I you know even with sting I, I honestly i honestly truly believe that sting was the biggest attraction of that movie and why people are saying that they liked it because i mean imagine if we had think about it if we had the marvel cinematic universe or anything of this caliber back then and dune came out do you really think dune will be a popular film in comparison to what we had with any of those films like if if you put that up against like endgame if you put that up against infinity wars and infinity wars and endgame were out in 1984 when this game or uh when this came out or this or or this even now dune i i truly believe in my heart of hearts dune would not um beat those films in the box office rather 1984 or 2021 and the reason being is because people are invested in those movies because they're invested in the characters they're invested in everything about those movies i don't see the same thing with this one so and that's and again that's just me so um real quick i did mention the uncharted uh movie uh trailer that came out recently and um you know again i i am one of these people that did not play the game i there are actual people who did not play uncharted people i'm sorry like the reason why i didn't get in and jump on a bandwagon of uncharted is because my prefer genre of gaming consists of over the top you know spectacle suspense suspend my disbelief type of deal like mysticism stuff like that so fighting games like street fighter and all that stuff i was always into um sci-fi games like mega man or you know any of those games i was always into things that i can't normally do in real life to me uncharted and tomb raider even though i did beat the reboot uh, um tomb raider and the original tomb raider to me those games is like i could do like grand theft auto i could do things in grand theft auto um you know animal crossing i could do things in animal crossing in real life why would i want to just play it you know yeah i used to do things in uncharted all the time i used to go to cops creek park and go into those damn caves all the time i'm not excited about that i'm not thrilled about that what the hell <laughs> but no all serious it's just I, I i don't like games that are just too realistic like and I, maybe that's why i don't play fps games either like those uh call of duty games because it's like it's too close to home like i want something that i don't see in real life like i'll play bayonetta all day you know what i'm saying like i'll play um 
you know Unimusha and, and 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 Devil May Cry stuff like that stuff like all right that is obviously not ever going to happen but it's awesome to see and awesome to do I want to play games that will never really happen in real life something that is just going to take me into a whole nother dimension Uncharted does not do it even though I respect the the love and in, in legend that is Nathan um, Drake and the talent that is Nolan North I just it wasn't my deal I love Nolan North and other um deals you know just 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 was my cup of tea i just and i had many 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 times to watch the, the you know to play this game i just it just no you know i i just can't i just really can't but with that said i am interested in watching the movie i saw the trailer i was very interested in the trailer and who knows if i watch this movie when it comes out next year maybe it'll get me to actually play the um the actual games we'll see i doubt it i really doubt it but like tom holland as nathan drake is going to be very interesting and mark Wahlberg in it as well as another uh, favorite uh, fan favorite character in the series you know it's going to be interesting to see how this works how the fans how the actual fans are going to be all for it and i'm coming in as a casual as a newbie so I'm going to have a whole new different perspective coming in with that as well. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to say the least for now. So we'll just keep it at that. And um, hope you guys are interested in that too, because it looked, it looked pretty interesting. So we'll see. Folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back. And when I do, we're going to talk about injustice. And uh, boy. We got some things to talk about here. So we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Injustice, the movie based on the popular video game, fighting game, actually, by NetherRealm Studios and the comic series that came after it. Um, Injustice Gods Among Us and Injustice 2, one of my all-time favorite fighting games, bringing the DC characters in a whole new world in the mind of Ed Boon, the creator of Mortal Kombat. And one of the best things that NetherRealm and Ed Boon himself ever got to do is get a chance to work with Warner Brothers, giving them the liberties to do stuff like this with the DC uh, franchise. and. He's done wonders with them, creating this whole new Earth, this nether realm like Earth that you know has Superman as the bad guy. 
uh, it's not like the first time we've never seen that before. Um, you know, we saw the storyline when he became one of Apocalypse's, you know, heralds or right hand man or whatever like that. But we also have seen other variations of him as well. But this one, this one brought an interesting, you know, premise to it. Where is, you know, Batman and the Joker. Their rivalry has spread out in ways that it really shouldn't have in this case under this earth. And since Batman keeps playing with his food, per se, and not killing it and <laughs> eating it, it went out and did other things. And whenever the Joker escapes, he does something more. He does. He gets worse. And it got it couldn't have gotten no more worse than him killing Lois Lane, you know, implanting a bomb in her, um, you know, hallucinating uh, Superman with the Scarecrow's toxin, making it seem like he's fighting, you know, somebody else. And he's actually, you know, beating up somebody else when he's actually beating up Lois and killing Lois and Lois dies, but has a bomb implanted in her, which blows up everything, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that may be a different premise from the actual game there's i think there's some slight differences i gotta go back and play the game all over again and, and find it out but nonetheless the joker does kill lois or he 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 gets superman to kill lois and, and thinking that he's facing somebody else he superman is clark is just a strut and here you have the joker with batman once again and batman is going to do his normal thing you're going to put him away and all this stuff never really works people have been wanting him to fully officially get rid of joker once and for all because every time he comes out he does worse well superman decided to take liberties with that and instead he kills the joker in the most inhumane way a way that was only be approved by ed boone <laughs> this was a total fatality and it was one of the most iconic scenes you could ever see like when you look at the comic book because i remember when justice injustice came out they had a comic which everybody thought that this was going to be a one-time thing you know they're doing a book they're doing a comic to promote the actual game you know it makes sense especially because it's dc turns out that wasn't the case they were they're fully on board with this and now that there was like a full like insane series of this that was like became a very popular series in the dc um universe and but one of the most pivotal iconic panels that you ever see is that of superman putting his hand through the joker a a panel and illustration seen by mike s miller which i actually have a signed poster of him uh, signed by mike um miller in my office here of the iconic scene of him putting his hand punching right through the joker's you know, you hand killing the Joker, and it's changed everything. I mean, it's changed everything. This had Superman deciding to change everything that he did before. You know, um, from stopping all violence in the world to stopping all anything that causes any type of immoral or unethical type of situations in there. And from that point, along, you know, there was a sort of a a divide here. You know, we we've seen we're. we're if anybody understands divide, it's us here in the United States. <laughs> um, but there's a particular divide where people are for Superman going about his ways, enforcing the ways that he's doing. Uh, Wonder Woman is one. Green Lantern is another. Damian Wayne is especially one. Um, then you had also 
people who were against it, which was, um, you know, Bruce's side, Batman's side, which of course Nightwing was a part of that. Um, if Harley Quinn of all people was in the mix of that side too. And a whole bunch of other people. So it, it in, in hindsight, it was their particular civil war, but it just got so much worse because Superman created a whole entire regime out of this. And there was an army of people just to, you know, restore order his way. He didn't realize it at the time, but he really was becoming a dictator in a sense and, and enforced, you know, peace in a way that it, it became more fearful than faithful. So this turned out to be really bad and it's turned everything upside down. Now in the original game story, the Justice League of Earth One all comes in to face this new regime and this new earth and everything and see what happens from here. Like Superman is merciless. Superman is pretty much like Zeus at this point because he's killing everybody. He killed Shazam, okay? Like he used his eyes to shoot right through his head because he didn't agree with everything that he was doing. He killed a kid and we know that Shazam was a kid. He built, he killed Billy Batson, okay? in this it was it was horrible <laughs> injustice the video game story is so awesome injustice the animated movie not as much because what they did here the first half of the movie played onto the original plot of the game and the comic however that changed throughout the movie as liberties were absolutely taken here um we got instead you know instead of staying faithful to the actual original game storyline uh the plot in dramatically which the plot in dramatically here it felt rushed like they tried to fit in an hour and 15 minutes of storytelling instead of focusing on the idea that superman creating this big regime to keep him maintaining overpower and overpowering uh the entire earth that was never seen in this one. This was totally rushed. It was totally unfortunate. It was unfortunately rushed. Like, I think if they really wanted to, they could have stretched this out to do multiple movies, maybe even three movies to stretch it out to the end. They had the ability to do this. I don't understand why they wanted to rush this. It, this to me was a just as big as of a, of a disappointment as this to me was a, as a big of a disappointment as say um batman hush when he did the animated movie and they changed the whole entire thing from you know the original person i forgot who the name of the guy who played who actually is hush to it being the riddler and i thought that was for people who never got a chance to see that you know uh read that book or for those who did read the book and wanted to see the payoff we never got to see it because for some odd reason they took liberties with the story and changed it completely made no sense at all it kind of ruined the experience of anybody who really wanted to who really enjoyed the actual book or wanted to see what was the lore about because they never got the payoff it's kind of the same thing this is kind of the same situation i don't understand why they went this direction um here so we never got to the point to that point of them creating the big major army and regime and all this stuff we never got to the point of you know we did get to the point of wonder woman trying to console superman they actually were dating in the actual video game in the move uh, in the comic 
they didn't even get near because you know clark brushed her off in this in this version so they never really got there um we never got to see that and, and instead we get a very condensed telling where only superman of earth one comes to stop spoiler alert by the way superman of earth one comes to stop the rogue superman from creating chaos or any more chaos like if if you solely based it on the game on this storyline we would have not got we would we would have not gotten an injustice 2 because of everything that has happened like they got nipped in the bud so quickly wonder woman's role also changed in this movie as she became as she she began to see the error of clark's ways and decided to turn on him which is something that she that, that never really happened in either the video game or the first game or the second like she was always been by clark's side from like he, she was the ride or die chick from you know start to finish in here and always was on his side so i didn't like that they did that either um this it was interestingly directed by of all people matt um, peters who you guys may recognize that name he was the actor who played um one of the funniest guards in the entire series um in orange is the new black he was the guy who was kind of always he was kind of chill with the um with the inmates in there but also like he was doing some like underhanded unethical things on the side you know with that but he was he was one of my favorite characters in, in orange is the new black but he directed this and i i mean there are some the good things about this is that they did stick to some of the storyline plot but then when it changed it just really i was really despite the animation style which they took from which obviously this is studio mayor because it looks exactly like it looks exactly like mortal kombat and if you guys remember me talking about mortal kombat both those movies was quite a few people were in a favorable of the um of the art style i was not a fan of the art style i was not a fan of this art style either i think this is the worst looking dc animated film ever like i don't understand they have the ability studio mirror created young justice studio mirror put together like a lot of you know awesome animated series whether from dc or from other um ventures you know dreamworks voltron which was awesome they did that how the hell they end up doing this i don't know so we ended up this is what happened and it just it, it looked terrible <laughs> it just you know but the story was pretty much leading off at the beginning because what they were doing was not only you know recapturing some of the events that was happened but some of the things that we didn't get to see in the in the comic in the game that was leading up to superman becoming this rogue overpowering dictator like you know um character and kind of made you understand some things about it but then by the other half of the movie they go total 180 here and change kind of a lot of what was going on and what made the game story so good the game story is way stronger than this i'm sure the comic book because the comic book based itself on the video game so but the thing awesome about it was that they did the they did the video game then they did the comic series and the comic series kept going all the way till injustice 2 and everything started following suit from there so everything was canon and connected from there 
this one was just like, okay, this is another Earth based off of the Earth that was based off another Earth. <laughs> this was no way, shape or form canon to the actual series. They just made a movie and they skimmed everything about it. It's like, okay, we can't fit all this in. So we're just going to take this, this, this and out and stuff it and condense it. It was not a turkey. It was a Ganish hen. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it, to me, it's just... I was I was almost starting to root for this from a story aspect, but then by the end, I was totally disappointed. I was I was immediately disappointed, and it was almost in the midst of getting an actual justifiable grade for its storytelling. Now the sad part about this is, if I had to pick between watching Injustice again and watching Dune. Fortunately, I will be watching Injustice again because <laughs> if all else, it is at least watchable, but it just there. There's some there's some definite misses here. Um, it just was. And I don't know to what end that they decided that they wanted to skim on things. And they added some people, too, that weren't in the original series, like um, Plastic Man was also added on here. Um, Mirror Master was in here and a plot and stuff like that. So they, they were there to fill out in the, the the scenes that were based on what was going on afterwards. Um, Justin Hartley played Superman, as we talked about in DC Fandom. Um, Justin Hartley, who's also played Green Arrow on Smallville, and he was Aquaman in that pilot. He actually, I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, Unsen Mont Mount uh, was an okay Superman. Like the, the, the performances were, were good. Uh, Laura Bailey as Lois Lane. Um, Zach Callison uh, as Damien. Like they were all good. Brandon uh, Michael Hall as Cyborg. He had good performances. The performances weren't the bad part. The performances weren't the bad part at all. Oliver Hudson, which is, he's he's pretty awesome as as plastic man yuri lonthal is mirror master uh one of my favorites out there i mean the cast there was in terms of the cast and the performances that was not the problem you know uh fred tattashore is captain adam in here the performances were far from the problem it was just the storytelling at best and then followed by the animation but the performances are always great with these animations and i think that's the reason why i can tolerate watching the um watching this movie again if i ever wanted to or had to i already bought it so um because they don't they don't they they probably knew it was gonna suck anyway and they didn't want they didn't want you they they didn't want you to rent it off in the first um means because they figured like people are gonna just rent it and not want to buy it so you buy it first oh man but like seriously the performances are probably the strong point of this movie uh the performances are that i wish the performances in here was in dune very strong very well told is at least let me enjoy the movie from a performance standpoint at least just the direction of it, it just it fell off it really fell off when you got to the other half and it just didn't go there and it's unfortunate but um i love the series i wish if you if you really haven't you know checked out injustice and you want to know i would highly recommend just buying the game no matter what system you're on buy the game if you have playstation now it should be on there as well um buy the game play it the story in there is so awesome on part one and part two 
um because part two has power um power girl in there or a super girl in there and she kind of questions clark's you know um you know situation as well and then brainiac is all a part of this on the second one too so it even gets better the story is awesome um they even have multiple endings on the second one so you have that but if you really want to enjoy injustice for what it is go play the game buy the comic because those tell the story the way it should be told this one right here was it was so diluted of everything it was hollow of everything that made injustice really gay and and it just to make a quick film i don't i don't think you know i hate to do a pun here but i don't really think that the movie did the game and the comic any justice at all and in fact because of it it is an injustice and it will get an injustice grade and i'm giving this also a c oh excuse me as well for this this a grade of c is just more appropriate you know based off at least if even if the animation was um even better i could have given it like a b minus or something like that but it just wasn't I, I didn't like the animation style or the character design i didn't like um the way that they sped it up so yeah honestly this is rare for me to say but this is a skippable movie this is a skippable dc wb animated movie there's nothing in here that like there's so many great dc animated movies to watch like the long halloween that just came out the justice society movie that just came out with all with stunning new animation and, and character design in there and great storytelling and great performances all around um the new superman man of tomorrow another awesome one the new rebirth you know uh series of shows that they're doing there's so many many great dc animated movies this is unfortunate that this one in particular just didn't live up to that to any of those like seriously justice society world war uh two highly recommended flashpoint paradox like stuff like that go out of your way to watch those this one is very passable if you really want to enjoy injustice enjoy it the way that it was meant to be in video game and in comic book form that's my that's my uh review for this folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live i hope you guys enjoyed it again uh i hope that things will be resolved by this week for the tumblr community out there i really hope that tumblr itself the i don't whatever they're doing that they fix it because the where part about this is that they are you're able to listen to listen to the show if you download their app you're able to listen to the show on other platforms but for for goodness sake i for some reason if you go into the browser using chrome edge firefox whatever all the all the it's all of them i thought it was just some it's all of them you cannot you are not able to listen to the show because it's not showing but if if i hit the edit button where i put in the rss feed link in there all of a sudden it shows up during the edit during when i click on edit but when i hit save it doesn't show up but it shows up on the app so you can rather download the tumblr app and listen to the show there um until they fix the error that they do you can also go to uh and which i also recommend and people are starting to do that subscribe and download at spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast google podcast stitcher podbean tune in audible pocket cast pandora 
Um, and hopefully we'll be back up and running for Tumblr as well. But please, thank you for those who have migrated over there for time being, whether permanently or, you know, stuff like that. It's more of a loss from them as well. So I'm hoping that they will absolutely um, get that all taken care of. So hopefully that will happen. But until then, I we got a lot to talk about for next week because um, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out this week. I will be playing that and giving my thoughts and reviews on that. It comes out this Tuesday. It's already downloaded onto my PlayStation 5 right now. It just started doing an early download yesterday. So it'll be up and ready at 12 at midnight uh, for me to check out and play consistently on Wednesday. So I am looking forward and looking forward to that as well. Hey, just got a message from my wife. She's doing, she did a run and she's got first place in our age group. Congratulations to my wife. Ha <laughs> ha. Hot damn. So that is awesome. That is awesome news. So, um, we also have coming this week, my hero academia world heroes mission, which is apparently playing everywhere in studios right now. And I absolutely love this. This is possibly the biggest anime film showing in theaters in the US ever. I expect great things to come out of this. This is, I expect records being broke for this. Um, this is the first time where they are majorly promoting this for all theaters. I am so looking forward to this. And again, I went to New York Comic Con and saw early footage of this movie. I'm excited you should be too so we'll be talking about that next week uh coming along the way from there so stay tuned for that and again down the line for select start i will also be reviewing super robot wars 30 uh which is the import from japan coming from bandai namco consisting of all your favorite mechs and a huge epic crossover um real-time strategy base so we'll be talking about that in the coming weeks as well so Thank you, everybody. Uh, that'll do it for now. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.